Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. guys, it's Candace. Yep, it's just me today. Just me, super directionally challenged. Kayla is out today. She is busy filming. She will be back next week for an all new episode of Directionally Challenged. She's super bummed to miss this episode. And I'm very bummed that she's missing this episode because we have a very, very cool guest today. Chris Medina is joining us. I don't know if you guys are into psychics or mediums or clairvoyance. Do you guys go get your tarot cards read ever. I mean, Kayla and I have talked about it on this podcast before, and we even did a reading for Halloween a few years ago. It was our producer, Melissa. Kayla and I walked down the street to a psychic reading shop, and we each had three different readings. Some were very accurate, others not so much, but it was, it was fun. And I know that a lot of people really love that. Like sometimes people even have tarot card readers at their birthday parties or special events. I've seen uh, tarot card readers just hanging out and passing out readings. I get 
excited for the idea of a reading, but in reality, I am very, very nervous around anyone who expresses that they have a, you know, a deeper intuition level, if they feel that they are able to communicate with those who are not living anymore. I, I just, um, I don't know if it's, I'm jealous because I wish I was like that, or if I get nervous because I'm scared that they're going to see something in me that I am too scared to recognize within myself, or they're going to see something bad that I don't want to know about. Oh, so um, I am now solo, riding solo on this very exciting episode with psychic medium, Chris Medina. Chris is going to join me today and I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions about um, his story and also maybe try to prolong the reading because I am incredibly nervous. I get very nervous when it comes to readings. I was very comforted by the fact that at least it'd be Kayla and I and that, you know, maybe I'd have she could get most of the reading and now I'm just sitting in the hot seat. Guys, Chris Medina is changing lives all over the world with his unique ability and the stigma of psychics while he's at it. There is no love and light gimmicks or genetic idealizations, just insightful guidance and empowerment. Chris tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. As a child, Chris discovered he knew very specific things about people just by looking at them. As he grew into his teens, his ability matured and he began to realize that he was different from other people. It became apparent that he was seeing more than just the physical world. He realized he had the ability to see, hear, smell, and feel energies, as well as see into the past, present, and future. As he matured, these abilities became stronger and more intense. Chris decided to utilize his innate ability to help people discover the truth about themselves, as well as deliver any messages from the other side for those struggling with questions. He takes his readings very seriously and is 100% committed to honesty. Without further ado, here is our interview with Chris Medina. And we're back. With Chris Medina, Chris, I'm I'm got to say I'm actually very nervous. I always get really nervous when I find out that someone, you know, even if it's just a friend of mine that they have a, a deeper touch of their intuition than I do, uh, and so I'm a little bit nervous to be sitting down with you today, but also very excited because I have a million questions. So welcome to the show, Chris. Well, thank you for having me. I I always say don't be nervous. You could be excited, but don't be nervous. Oh, man, that's the same thing. I have a six-year-old who always says, Mommy, you worry too much. I'm like, that's my job. I'm your mother, and I'm supposed to worry all the time. That is what I do. And so being nervous is also just a part of my personality, I think, at this point. But I will try to just be excited. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at some of your pictures. I was like, I can tell why you're just a little bit nervous or maybe just a little bit excited. Because, again, everybody has this intuition here. And I feel like yours is, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to feel like, I feel like it's super strong. And I feel like what ends up happening with somebody like you, I'm just, I'm not going to go into a full read here, but I'm just going to just throw some out, some stuff out there. I feel like with you, when it comes to your intuition, because you are who you are and you have a certain way of thinking as far as like, you know, the because immediately when I came on here, it was very down to earth, very kind of like speaking my language. I love somebody that can break the ice with a cuss word. I love that. And I feel like <laughs> with you that you that you definitely can get inside your own head because you do pick up on the intention of other people. You do have that intuition there. And I feel like what ends up happening to you, like, like most people use it as a defense mechanism sometimes to keep the bullshit away. Yeah, yeah, I, I could agree with that. 
Yes, I think my my therapist has been telling me the same thing. So I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. Oh, I love this therapist already. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. I've never had a male therapist. This is my first one. And he's it's been it's been very interesting. He's been wonderful. I obviously have a million questions. I've read up on you, but just so our listeners can learn a little bit more about you. You first realized that you had this, you know, before we even get actually into the timeline, I want to know if you can explain what the difference is between a medium, a psychic, a clairvoyant. I know that you call your gift a second sight. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. That is one of the biggest questions that I get asked and actually comes up in a lot of meetings as far as like, what is the difference between a psychic and a medium? So I'm just going to go in there and give you my personal opinion. I feel like a psychic is definitely somebody that can pick up on the intuitive side of things, being able to smell, hear, get messages for, you know, psychically being able to look at somebody and instantly pick up what is going on with them. And that's one of the tricks that I'm able to do is able to, if you don't need to even be in front of me, I can look at a picture and start getting immediate insight off of who you are, what it was like as a child, what your thought process is, some of the things that you might be suffering in the present time here to keep you from a fruitful future. And then the medium side comes in and that intensifies everything because that's all about ghosts. That's all about, and that is the one thing that I honestly have a little bit of control with as far as like people visiting me out of nowhere. I get constantly woken up. I sleep about three to four hours a day. I like it, like this, this gift never shuts off. It, that, that includes people touching me or coming into dreams, wanting to deliver messages or talking to me, right? But you know that, that period right before you wake up where you're kind of half in and half out? That lucid dreaming state. That's where they like to give me the the medium side of it. So again, psychic is very intuitive, very much the thought process. And the medium side to me is being able to pick up on ghosts, entities, or things that you just can't see with your, can't see or hear with your everyday eyes. Now, I read that you were around three or four years old when you started having these messages or feelings or sights kind of presented to you. And is there, was there a distinct moment or did it happen slowly over time? God, I, I, for as far back as I can remember, I've always had it. But the one memory that sticks out is the one that I always talk about, which is my father. My dad, we're, my, on my dad's side, it's Apache Indian, and my mom's side is Hispanic, it's Mexican. And I spent a lot of time with my dad growing up in between the different households. And I remember my dad, he's a biker, so he does biker things. And I remember that he had a room in the back of the back of the house. We lived in Palmdale all the time. And he would have all his friends go back there and they would all get stoned. And I'd like to be part of the crowd. And I'm sitting there three, four years old, walking around in this cloud of smoke, just reading everybody. And my dad, you have to understand something. He has a, he's a Taurus. So his sense of humor, I mean, it, it's, it's that, that sarcastic, witty, that uh, I'm going to goose you type sense of humor. And he thought it was funny to get stoned and then for me to read his friends. So I remember sitting in there and it's like, you know, they're, they're blazing up in there. And I remember talking to this one guy and telling him what was going on, telling him that it was sad. I remember touching his face and then he started crying. And I thought I was going to get in trouble. I was like, why is this, this guy crying? And my dad said, my dad looked at me and he was like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. You just told him something that he needed to hear. Wow. And then after that, we'd be on the bike. And this is like, again, three or four years old on the back of a Harley, holding on to my dad's hair in his back and pulling over. And he's like, well, what do you see about this person? And he would ask me questions about people. What do you think about that person? And my dad was very, very hands-on with it because I believe his mother has the ability as well, too. So when I was born, she was like, he's got it. And so they spent a lot of time helping me develop it, you know, messing with it at times, too. I remember uh, growing up and seeing, I know this is going to freak people out, but 
a demon type entity that would try to get my attention. It would try to play with my toys and my guides. And I never used to say guides before. So when people ask, you know, who are they? I'm forced to say guides now would tell me, don't look at it. Don't talk to it. It's not what you think it is. It's trying to get your attention. Just ignore it. I remember this thing playing with my toys and trying to put it in my face. Like, look, look, and trying to get my attention and me being a kid, just ignoring it. And this was like at the age, I'd say that was probably around four-ish, five-ish. Yeah. And what's incredible is that you had your father's support and that like he encouraged it. And that was going to actually be my next question was, is there someone within your familial line or history that you knew had the the gift as well? And obviously it was your father's mother. And, And it wasn't just brushed off like, oh, he does this thing and it's funny and he thinks he sees things. It was treated respectfully and honored. They all have. They have my, on my dad's side of the family, um, whether good or bad, has the ability in some way. My dad is very much a medium. And I'm telling you right now, love, if you saw him, you'd be like, that man is probably not afraid of anything. He is scared shitless of it. You know, he's done some things in his life that he's not proud of. So whenever he sees that, he kind of used to feel like it was somebody coming back, trying to, you know, get his attention or punish him in some way. And his mother has the ability. uh, She's definitely psychic, but she's also very much into ritualistic magic. So she's like the healer. She's the one that brings intention. And his brother's also very much into ritualistic magic. His sisters are very psychic. I have a cousin that I grew up up with who's four years younger than I am that when we're together, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but it's off the charts. I mean, we were able to predict things with each other there. We knew a cousin of ours that was in trouble was going to call right at that same time. She walked out of the bathroom. I walked into the bathroom. We were like, oh my God, so-and-so is about to call right now. Have a bad feeling. Turns out there was a huge blowout with her boyfriend. And we had to rush over there and we picked it up. I mean, she saw her in the mirror. I saw her visually. So this stuff, I mean, this stuff has always been around. But to say, you know, to call me a psychic, if you were to ask my friends or family, you know, is Chris Medina psychic or ask my friends? Now, back then that word would have been funny. But now looking back in hindsight, they would say, yeah, I guess so. I mean, he was the one that you would go to. So then you're in your early 20s. And you you feel that your guides have brought you to this place of, okay, it's it's time with, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's also time for you to kind of find the bigger meaning within your life. And and so which obviously then you have two children and you have another big shift of now not only listening to this second sight or really fully experiencing the second sight, but then now using that opportunity to help others in a way for the right reason and and also making a career out of it, essentially. Correct? Yeah. I, the lessons are strong. I, I always tell people, people are like, Chris, how do you, you know, go through your lessons the way that you do? Or how do you, you know, evolve the way that you do? It? And I always tell people, it's such an unfair question to ask me because I don't have a choice. When my, I've, I've learned over the years that when my guides say, get up and move, you better get up and move. And they will threaten me and tell, if you don't, if you don't get up and do what we're telling you to do right now, you're not going to like having to be forced. And that's one of the things to where, you know, having kids and, and it was very much a healing process. I had to go through what I had to go through to learn and be able to communicate effectively with people that I'd be reading or getting in touch with. So re- not really, not really reliving my childhood with my kids, but doing the things that were completely different than the way that I was raised. I thought if I, if I had kids that I would be the best dad of the year, I would never, you know, have them do chores or things that, you know, that would take away from them. So I did basically everything for them, cooking, cleaning, they were only responsible for a couple of things here. I wanted to change the way the river flows for my family because I didn't have that growing up. I had a very fast childhood. 
So I really took the time to, you know, be that hands-on parent. Did I do an A1 job? Probably not. But I did learn and I, and I did grow over the years and I did change the way that I felt about being a parent and the things that I wanted to do with my kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And it's honestly, I think if anyone thinks that they're doing an A1 job, then they're they're not really maybe seeing <laughs> what it is to be a parent because you always hope to do like be the best parent that you can be. And I feel like that that's like the constant lesson of parenting is that you're all just kind of making it up as you go along and you're trying and you're not trying to bring in your childhood into the way that you parent, but inevitably it does. And and really the teachers are your children and how much they teach you and kind of help shape you as this adult while you're trying to shape them into the adult that they'll become. Yeah. What's funny is while you're saying all this, I'm thinking about the fact that I think we all have an intuition. I think we all know when there is a decision or a choice that we want to make down deep in our core. And sometimes we don't listen to our intuition. And so it's interesting to hear you say that that I don't really have a choice. I have to listen to it. And which I can imagine would be difficult. And it sounds like very overwhelming. But for for the rest of us that maybe don't have that, it is, I think, difficult sometimes to lean into that intuition when it's so easy to distract yourself with just the day to day or noise or just doubting your, you know, your inner voice, doubting, you know, what you think is supposed to be happening in your life and 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 just kind of I think settling might be the wrong word, but just just ignoring that little voice inside of you. That's a word that I use all the time is settling. And a good nine out of 10 times we do that out of fear. And I mean, a good majority of my clients, um, with all due respect, are females. And I don't, and I'm just going to be funny here and I'm not being sexist. I'm not trying to throw females under the bus here. But when you guys hit 30, you guys attach this imaginary clock on your back and feel like you have to do a, you have to do things in a certain amount of time. Your time is slipping away. I got to do this, whatever. And I'm telling people, relax, slow down. And start, you know, listen to what's going on in the inside. I'm very much hands-on with my clients as far as like, you know, helping them overcome things, even like with pregnancies. You're not allowing yourself the opportunity to be present. And I think a lot of times what people expect from a psychic is to tell them all these great things, all these futuristic things. That's great and that's fine and it might come true, but you and I live in the real world most of the time, right? And we, and it, it, truth be told, if you're not going to get out of your own way, or allow yourself the opportunity to receive what it is that you're so desperately looking for in this lifetime, whether it's love or career, and you're stuck there, it's not going to happen for you. I'm so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you have to get up, you have to reclaim the reins of life and write out, take control of your life. Yeah, well, I think especially coming off of like 2020, it's been this bizarre wake up call in one way where I mean, it's it's we've all literally been faced with life and death. You know, we've all sheltered. We've all taken away sense of community for, uh, you know, some shorter period of time. Others, a much longer period of time. Everyone has suffered some sort of loss on varying scales. And so I think now is this kind of weird reawakening of a society in a sense of trying to figure like on a personal level, not like on a bigger global, you know, level, but just each person that I talk to is really trying to get to know down deep at the root of who they are. What do I want? What, what do, how do I want to live my life today? And I feel like before 2020, maybe we weren't all paying attention to that as much. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. 
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now, I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae, and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. 
It's all the good stuff your body needs and flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. back. But again, and I'm not surprised that most of your clients are women. That is another thing I've talked about with my therapist is just that generally, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there is a level of, and this is very generalized, but you know, it's easier, I think, for some women to accept certain circumstances as they are, instead of kind of picturing what could be and want for themselves, as opposed to making sure that everyone else is taken care of first. I got to put it out there. I love my ladies. I mean, my, my clients are just one of a kind. They're, they've all got such unique personalities, different uh, vibes and or energy. And there's nothing like getting a reading together and having like a couple's therapy and having the, the husband sit in there. You will see how often, and I'm not throwing men under the bus because I'm very much a man myself, so I got to tread lightly here, but I will tell I will tell my male clients, why. how is it that they'll want their girlfriend or their wife to open up more? How do I know, Chris, what they want if she doesn't use her words, if she doesn't tell me what she wants? And I have to stop them right there. And I have to say, how come she knows what it is that you want without having to ask you? And it's not because she's psychic or she's highly intuitive. You want to know what it is? It's because she fucking pays attention to you. Yeah. (laughs) She pays attention to your needs and your wants. Would it kill you to do the same thing? Well, I do pay attention. And then you ask them. You ask them these little personal questions. And I don't don't like to throw them under the bus. But like, you know, do you know know what she really thinks of, of X, Y, and Z or blah, blah, blah here? Make that connection with each other. I think what ends up happening is that when they start getting, when men start getting into the space, they kind of like feel uncomfortable about it, especially when it comes to that male, that female energy collision, as far as like, you know, accepting their emotions or talking about what's going on on the inside. They just want to keep it moving. And I feel like with women, again, this, it, it, there's so much more, um, so much more to you guys as far as like you know the, the feminine energy, being able to hold a baby, that that natural built-in intuition, that motherly energy. Does that make sense? That to where you guys are, I'm just going to put out that you guys are far more open. So I definitely feel you guys, and, I, and I've I've had a good majority of male clients over the last couple of years as far as like more coming to me for you know uh, psychic visions or you know what 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 can I do? A good majority of them are wanting to come for the medium side of things. That's where they really get into it, and the women want to come in and they want to evolve and they want to grow. Oh wow, yeah, interesting. That's really interesting that that's the pattern and makes a lot of sense. How is it being a partner and a parent when you have the second sight? Is that, does it like, I, you know, what's funny if Kayla was here, I mean, I think like my dad's a doctor. And so I feel like I hear a lot about his job forever when I was a kid and felt like I, there were conversations that I was just, that were just normal about, you know, he'd always check in on his patients and if they were peeing okay. And, you know, if he came home with blood on his scrubs, this wasn't like scary or abnormal to me. And, and Kayla's the daughter of a, a, a family psychologist. And so for her therapy's always, but you know what I mean? You, you are very susceptible to the career that your parents have. And so do you, do your kids talk about it with you? Do you talk about it with your kids? Do you, can you read your kids? How does, how does that work? Especially given the relationship with your dad and, and your grandmother? 
I'm very much not somebody, um, when I raised my kids, there was a lot of like religious stuff that was brought up, you know, when, when you're a psychic or you're a medium or you're, you're, del- you're, del- you're delving into the metaphysical world, as far as it, go against, it goes against the Bible. It's not very Christian-like, whatever the case may be. And I never brought that in with my kids. But as far as like relationships, I'll let you know when that happens. I've, I've, I haven't been in a relationship in a very, very long time. And that's one of the things that I did not want to bring around my kids growing up as well, too. I'd never want, not that... Not that I have a problem being gay or I didn't want them to see that, but I grew up where that was very much okay. And it did a lot of psychological stuff. You know, when you're growing up, you, I mean, you kind of see that that takes place here. So like I said earlier, I wanted to change the way the river flows in the family with my kids. I did not use my psychic ability. I'm very psychic with my kids, but never enforce that in the house. My son is a uh, he's a light medium, I would say. He's very much, uh, he can see things. There's been a couple of times where we've experienced things together and he'll open up and he'll talk about it. My son is a little bit timid when it comes to it. My daughter's more of like a go-getter. I think she uses her ability to go in like, it's not manipulate, but she's very, she's a very smooth talker. She can talk her way in and out of things. That's how she uses her ability. But to to teach them that, teach them that or to enforce it, no. Mm-mm. And in relationships, that was one of the things too where, like I said, I don't have it the way that you guys were. I would use my ability to kind of map out how long this relationship was going to be. I would look at that person and be like, oh, this is going to be like two months, six months, whatever. You got all this stuff that's holding you back, whatever. I can tell that I'm going to, I'm going to irritate the shit out of you. This is only, this is going to be temporary. And then my guides came in and would be like, if you don't stop using your ability for, you know, seeing, you know, seeing a far ahead to protect yourself, we're going to not give, we're not going to give you insight the next time around. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they said, it doesn't matter if it's two months, six months, or a year, you're not learning the lesson you need to learn from that person. And they're not learning what they need to learn from you. And that's what jades and molds us in relationships is that we have to, we have to give it time. And there's nothing like, I'm going to throw Virgos under the bus real fast. Whenever I read a Virgo, I will tell them, you know, this relationship, I see it as being temporary. Don't ever tell a Virgo that because they get that temporary (laughs) placement inside their head and like, well, just like me, it's not going to last long. Yeah. But you need to look at the lesson for what it is with this person. They're going to teach you something, whether you choose to realize it or not, there's always a lesson to be learned. I know. I love that whole, you know, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. But reason is a big part of that. You know, you it, it you there are lessons to be learned, experiences to be shared. And, you, you know, exactly what you're saying. They do shape you. Do you feel that all children have somewhat of an ability because they are younger or or no, you know what? I, where some people think that that young children and babies are more susceptible to seeing things or hearing things, or one hundred percent, one hundred percent. It is the parents, it's the other children, it's society that jades that child's mind at a certain age. If you stop and think about it, whenever you hear these medium stories or these reincarnation stories, life after death, the child is usually anywhere from like depending on how fast they grow, anywhere between the ages of one to seven, and they remember a lot of stuff. It's the parents, like like I always tell people, if I would have listened to my mother and would have it would have been like, stop watching those scary movies or just like d- tuned it out, I probably would be a lot, a lot different here. But then here comes my guides telling me, don't listen to that. Yeah. And so I've worked with children. I've actually, there was a, there was a girl, she was, must, must have been like around eight or nine years old. She was really young. I met her at a, one of these, almost like a conscious life expo, you know, where there's a hundred different psychics under one tent. And you go to, from booth to booth and you get readings from people. And I remember Whoa. this, yeah, the little, this little girl's mother <laughs> came up to me and she was like, oh, oh my God, I want a reading from you. I said, I said, yeah, for sure. Let, let, let's get it in or whatever. And then I saw her, her daughter hanging out behind her. And I was like, well, wait a minute, before I get you in here, I want to read her. 
And she was like, my daughter? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, why? And I said, because she's a medium. She's got an ability. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. I go, oh, you didn't know? And she was like, no, she hasn't said anything. I said, you can sit in here or you can sit outside with the door open, but I would love to talk to her. And so the little girl sat down and was, was talking to me. And I was like, can you tell me about the two people that come and visit you? And she was like, oh, you mean the little bald girl that that plays with my toys? She used to live in the house before us, or either the house in the house before them or across the street. And then my dad comes and plays with me. He's sad because he because he's dead and he's not here. And he always tells me how sorry he is. And I would talk and I was talking to her, you know, about her medium stuff and talking to her about school. And like she she got bullied too. And I was telling her, you know, how to utilize her ability. And then this little girl stops in mid-sentence and like looks right behind me. And behind me is nothing. It's just a wall. I'm sitting at a desk, just like I'm sitting now with a chair. She's sitting on the other side and she stops and she looks behind me and she like opens her mouth. She's like, and I was like, what, what's going on? And she's like, I know how you do what you do. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, I know how you know what to tell people. And I was like, tell me how. And she goes, you don't hear them. The two women that are talking in your ear with the big guy standing behind them. And I was like, you can see them right now? And she goes, yeah. She goes, that's how you know what to tell me. They tell you what to tell people. First and only little girl that I've ever got a medium reading from that told me about my guides that I knew nothing about. Because I don't hear them. I don't, I don't know what they look like. I don't have any names associated with my guides. It's just the voices that come in and images that they put in my head. But this little girl said she saw it and tripped me out. I was going to ask if you if you had a sense of who, like if your guides were just like a figure, you know, like an idea where everyone has a different imagine, like what God means to them. You know, if your guides just were kind of an actual person that you knew or or have discovered through your familial history that they match up or no, it's just nothing. I, I don't wow. see them. I, when they say, do you hear? It's weird because I hear, but I don't hear a voice. It's just images and information that's being put in my head to tell me what to tell the person. Yeah. I've, I've never, yeah. And so it, it that tripped me out. And babies too. Babies are the best. I mean, they have just the the purest energy. I uh, have a, had a really good friend that had a baby about two years ago. I think, she, yeah, she's like two years old now. I helped her watch her kid. And I was, you know, kind of talking to her about, you know, how intuitive her, her, her daughter was. And my third eye started throbbing. And I know that sounds weird. Everybody talks about the third eye. But this little girl, she, she sensed that it was throbbing because she put her head right next to here and she started laughing. And I said, she can feel that energy. It, again, it, it is who we're, who raises us, what, what, uh, what direction we go in in life that kind of like either intensifies that or it just falls off. But yes, to answer your question, baby and children, very, very intuitive. Okay. So I have a six-year-old and when we were living in California, there was this old mirror that my husband and I bought years ago back in Denver, Colorado. It's beautiful. It's antique, very, very old, but it, it just always had a nice warmth about it. Um, but when we moved from Denver to, to California and Los Angeles, the top part broke. And eventually we were just going to glue the piece of wood back on. But we put it in our room just as we had it in Denver and didn't really think much of it. 
but it never felt the same. It just, we never fixed it. It just always kind of, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel as warm as it did in Denver, Colorado. But I, you know, there was an evening in which we were child free and I might have, you know, enjoyed some herbal supplements that are, you know, very legal in California. (laughs) And I noticed by looking at this mirror, I was like, oh my gosh, it's the mirror. The mirror the mirror is haunted. This is a bad mirror. This mirror is not good. Like we got to get rid of this mirror. And so thank goodness my husband took me seriously. And we, we actually, the next couple of days, he very sweetly like took it, put it in the garage, faced the mirror in a different direction and like left a sweet little note, you know, being like, it's gone. The bad energy is gone, you know, half taking me seriously, but also half laughing with me. So um, I'm talking to my daughter here in Nashville not too long ago and she was having trouble sleeping and and so we started talking about you know she wanted to have a sleepover with mommy and I said no baby you have to sleep and and you know just you know I know we always had so many fun sleepovers and started talking about LA and she was like mommy I didn't like sleeping in your room in LA and I said oh well why not you seem to do it an awful lot so I don't know why you didn't enjoy it uh And she said, well, because the little girl was really scary. And I said, oh, what little girl? And she said, because at night, the little girl with the really curly hair, she would she scared me. And just without even thinking, I said, oh, my, was she in the mirror? And she she gasped and she goes, you saw her, too. I had no idea what to fucking say. I just like all I stopped breathing and I was like. Because I didn't want to scare her and I don't want to like shut that down if that is something that she's experienced. I, do, I did not want her to feel crazy. I want So I just said, oh, you know, I, I yes, I, I, I saw it too. I saw it. And that's why we moved the mirror. And, and she goes, oh, she didn't come to Nashville with us. She stayed in California, but she was really scary. What was your connection to L.A.? Did you like living there when you moved from Colorado to L.A.? Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I lived in L.A. when I was much younger and this was a different chapter in life. Also, we were there in not only just a general four years of our life as as kind of a new family, but we were also there during, you know, for two years during a pandemic. So it was just it was a, a very big experience. And so, yeah, it just was different than I I thought it was going to be at this stage of my life. I don't want to, you know, capitalize off what you're saying here, but I have to hear it because of who you are. You're very, you're very uh, sensitive to those types of energy. And I feel like that mirror breaking or that, or that whatever took place there was because of you. Ooh, interesting. Because I question whether or not you even wanted to move back to LA or what you thought about your stay while you were there. Because this is something to where when 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 that thing has served its purpose, and again, I'm I'm trying not to capitalize off it, but it breaking before you moved, and then you just kind of you know whatever with it, and then just like I I don't like it, and put it in the closet, whatever. I wonder if that was an end of uh, the end of a chapter and or phase of your life, and getting ready to make a new beginning, and telling you this is only going to be temporary. This is not going to work here because of the bad. uh, I'm born and raised in LA, but I cannot take the energy out here anymore. I want out. I want out. So I mean, I I love I love my home. But this is just, I mean, it's completely different. I lived in Oregon for six years and then came back here. And I was like, I don't even know my... Oh, which is, yeah. I don't know my state anymore. So I feel I feel like it's attached to me in some way. That would be a very interesting... Arg- I mean, the second that the mirror was 
gone. I could, I felt it different. But what's funny is I never told her. I never said, ooh, we got rid of the mirror because mommy thought it was haunted when she got stoned <laughs> the other <laughs> night. You know what I mean? We, yeah. uh, but it was just so shocking to me that she saw whatever she saw. And, and is there something, you know, how can we be encouraging to our children when they are exploring their intuitions or their intuitive abilities? What is, I know there's no ever right and wrong thing to say. There are just better and maybe worse things to say, but what are some of the better things to say? I mean, I try, I didn't want her to be scared, but I knew she was scared and whoever she saw was not. I was like, well, sometimes, you know, there's, you know, I didn't want to say ghosts. So I kind of just used, you know, like, spirit or like an angel. I use like different words like that. So it wasn't just one word to call it whatever it was. And I said, but sometimes they're just lonely and they just want to, and they just want to say hello and they don't want to feel so alone. And she, she just kept shaking her head. She was like, no, she was mean. She was really mean. And to have another little girl there in the house too, with this, with this young ghost like that and, and the ghost being, you have to understand something. And I don't know what your belief system is, but I've actually been taught this over the medium side of stuff. I, you know, like I said, I lived a very normal life, but I've had ghosts tell me there's three different ways that the things that, that, that happens when you die, you either, again, whatever your belief system is, you go to heaven or you become that light up in the universe or if you've you've had trouble, you know, disconnecting from this lifetime here, maybe you got in a bad car accident or death just came to you all of a sudden, you didn't have time to prepare for it. A lot of those spirits and or entities can be earthbound there because it happens so fast. They're worried about their family. They're worried about, you know, what's going on, or they just don't want to leave here. They have a difficult time with it. Or the third, the third way is a reincarnation where they die and then either they they go up there for a little bit and they re- uh, there's like a review process from what I'm told and then, then they then they come back and I've had that happen I've seen that I've I've, I've actually one of the uh, biggest things that have happened to me um, throughout my career is when my guides introduced me to the reincarnation and being able to pick up on what that person was like in their past life and who they are in this lifetime and kind of seeing and this is why I don't predict death and seeing death in their future and when you have when you have that little girl coming in there and, you know, the question was, you know, uh, what do you do? You just you, you ask questions about it. Like my son was like, I hear these noises and I'm like, you can tell them to go away. I said, if you are afraid and they're bothering you, don't be afraid to speak up. That's what I do. Get out of here. Like when they shake the bed or they try to like sometimes I'll try to mess with my feet while I'm sleeping. Get out of here. Or you just kind of I would tell my son, unless unless they, you know, they're they're scaring you or they're doing something, they're just passerbys. And my son was stay, my son stayed home one day and he was like, he didn't want to go to the market with me and my daughter. And we were gone for like an hour and a half. And we come back and he's sitting in the living room. He is shook. And I'm like, what happened? He said, remember that noise that we heard? We thought it was a dog running under the bed. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, it's not a dog. And I said, what is it? And he goes, I said, did it come back in the house again? He goes, no, it's a lady. She's, she's on fire. Oh my gosh. And he said that he saw her running from her, from the, from, he was sitting in his room watching TV. He saw her running twice in the middle of the hallway. And he said that she was on fire and that she, that I was like, can you see the flames? He said, no, you could see the smoke and you could see that she was gray. And she like stopped and looked and she was, he said, I surprised her. And then she left. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And we're back. I mean, and, that, and that's where I think a lot of people would not know what to say. And, and also, what a blessing that you grew up in an environment that where no one said like, oh, my gosh, you're just being silly. Oh, like, what are you talking about? You're saying crazy things. You know what I mean? Where instead it was welcome. So you had the opportunity to explore it and also, you know, be able to quiet it when you needed to quiet it. And that it, just that you you're now can do that for your own kids as well, because I've I don't know. It's I've always we talk we've talked a lot on this podcast, I guess, if we believe in ghosts or the afterlife or other things like that. And what's funny is I've always lived in really, really old places. California was not an old home. Denver was not an old home. But all of my apartments, I would have anyone that came to visit me or stay with me was like, this place is haunted. And I not even people that saw ghosts, but just assumed like I'd always my apartment in Atlanta I lived in for years had you know, like the cabinets, you know, would sometimes be left open or maybe they weren't left open or, you know, I'd catch rain coming from the roof because it was that old. It just was like a really old shitty building. I've just never been freaked out by it. I don't know. I just feel like I've always, if there's ghosts hanging around that they're not bothering me and we can all just be friends. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm going to say it again. I feel like it's attracted to you. I feel like you attract that type of energy there because, again, is it fair to say that you are intuitive? But the way that you use your intuition, I'm not saying that you that you don't honor it or that it's not you know something that you lean into. But I feel like you try to use your everyday way of thinking to make sense of what's going on and just kind of being like you know it's not blissfully ignorant here. But as long as as long as it's not too scary or it's too much in my face here, I can I can just let it be. And I feel like that's what you remind me of is that you just got like this. I don't I don't know how to say it. Like, like I, I would even I, if I, I kind of question whether or not you would even be freaked out if you saw something. I mean, I think you'd be kind of like, but I don't know if you'd be terrified from it. 
I think that you'd be like, oh my God, and just kind of like, like, like look at what's like, what's in front of you, whether it was a ghost or you saw it, whatever the case may be. I don't think that it would freak you out as bad as it would freak out most people because of the energy that you carry. I bet you anything your guides would say, it's okay. And there would be like this, well, you know, I didn't get freaked out, Chris, yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Normally I would, but something just told me to, to, to kind of chill or whatever. That's what I get from you. I think I would be accepting of it. I think, you know, even in my Atlanta apartment that was very old, that was the only place I slept where I had like consistent kind of night terrors where, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd wake up and then think I was awake, but then wake up again. And it was usually someone preventing me from screaming or, you know, holding me back. And so I just go like, oh, well, that's just from I must not be sleeping very well. (laughs) It's nothing in the apartment. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing spiritually around that's like that's lurking. It's just uh, I must uh, I must need some melatonin or something. I feel if you don't mind me saying this, I just kind of feel like it's your intuition trying to either unlock itself or make that connection with you. And I feel like when it comes to your way of thinking, because I've been saying this a lot lately in readings here, and I've got to put this out there when it comes to you, you have a very low hum energy to you to where I don't, I don't think that you could ever be, unless you're stoned, unless we're getting there, we're going to smoke a joint (laughs) together where you can kind of be in your zone. But I always feel like you're internalizing and there's like this low seething energy inside of you. You ever watch like Unsolved Mysteries and I'll talk about like conspiracy theories, like UFOs, and they're they're like in this, you know, rural, rural area and they'll be like, we hear this low hum and some people could hear it and some people don't. That's the energy that I pick up from you. So when it comes to you, sometimes you, it's like, sometimes you can't either shut your mind off or you can't get out of your own head sometimes. And I feel like you internalize and you've got this very much kind of like, it's when I say resentful, it's not that you're resentful towards yourself or other people, but it's kind of like this. I have like, like I have more to say. I feel like you can get easily irritated with the energy around you. You got, you got to watch where you're at and who you're around there because you do pick up on that. I feel like there's so much more to you than, than what you are saying outwardly right now, not just on the show, but in, in general here. And I feel like when it comes to your evolution and your change here, watch, mark my words, thank God we're doing this podcast within the next two years. I bet you anything that your, that your, that your route or what your path in life here is going to change into one that's a little bit more, I don't want to say political, but at least more about what the fuck's going on in the world there. I feel, I feel like there's that, that seething energy of what, what are we doing now? Does that make sense? I think so. I, I'm, I'm just in a, in a bit of a transitional time in life anyway. So I think I right now, I don't think anything's made much sense to me since the start of 2020. You know, I don't I, I don't know if anyone else is listening has had this experience lately where, you know, your phone shows you like memories. And so I had a memory pop up from like the month before the shutdown. And I just was like, wow, who is this person? It just looks like a completely different person. Just brighter. I, I don't just just know I just in a completely different world. And so I hear what you're saying. But as far as like truly being able to digest it and feel that I think that that's like, this is kind of I'm in a chapter in life where I don't I don't know what happens next. I don't I don't I, I, I don't even know how to begin to know what happens next, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. The guest stars of your life and the guest experiences haven't happened yet. When it comes to you as a person, as an individual, forget the show, forget your background, but you you, you are, I'm going to steal from what you said, you are going through a change, through a shift here. I would say this is going to be, this isn't going to be a soulful evolution where everything completely changes here, but this is a mental and an emotional evolution for you. This is seeing things for what they are. And I've had dreams about this current chapter of our lives here, the pandemic. I've 
had, you know, I don't want to put this out there, I don't want to go down the political route or the religious route, but I've had conspiracy theorists that I've passed over come and warn me about what's going on here. And I saw I saw the destruction, I saw what we're kind of being forced to do here. And you said something earlier at the beginning of the show about, you know, the last two years of people, you know, using the energy in a way that where they're waking up. And that's what needs to happen here. So I think that you're right along where you're supposed to be in this path of life right now, as far as when it comes to your way of thinking, but not allowing yourself to hold yourself back, speaking your truth. You don't have to run out there and be, you know, shitty to everything, but at least within yourself there, acknowledging who you are in that intuitive side of you. Because when you tell me that you have night terrors, I question what your method is when you decompress at night. If you're taking everything to bed with you, if, if you're if you're if you're not disconnecting the way that you're supposed to, and then you're forgetting what you're seeing in the everyday life there because you're so mental during the day that the way to get to you is through your dreams there and you're fighting yourself. Yeah. How do you, do you, I guess on one hand, do you, are you able to actually, no, you said you sleep for three or four hours a night. I was going to say, how do you come down at night? Stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, seriously. Like, 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 it, no, I get it, it. I get it. No, I'm yeah. I mean, obviously I'm in Tennessee now. Yeah. So it's a little different. I'm just hitting the, the highest dosage of melatonin possible. Oh, baby, when you come out here, we have, we have to get together. <laughs> send you back with a goodie bag. <laughs> it is. It's very funny, just the state-by-state state difference. But I, I mean, I feel like you've done a bit of a reading. It's so funny. I, I get so nervous where I don't even know how to say, like, do you want to do a reading? Is there anything? And before I even ask that, actually, I am curious. I wrote this down to ask you, but is there anything that you, I mean, you even mentioned the conference where there's a bunch of psychics and mediums, clairvoyants in one room. Um, it, but is there anything within the realm of, I don't know what to call it, spirituality or just alternative medicine that, that you don't connect with that where like, uh, like crystals or Reiki or, or anything like that? Those uh, cons- conscious life expos, those psychics all under one tent, really jaded my my interaction with these people. Because a good majority of the time, what ends up happening is these people are a lot worse off than the people that they're reading. And I've and I've witnessed it. I've seen it to where I ask them, why are you putting like when they say that they're a certified Reiki master? Only after a after a year of like taking these classes, I kind of question that you're not a master after one year, you know. And I and I find that people what they do is they distract themselves with the metaphysical world to take them away from what's really going on in their lives. So I so when it comes to Reiki or it comes to crystals, crystals definitely have power. And people that do Reiki, I've seen it firsthand here. It does work, but not everybody has that ability. Same thing with the psychic stuff. And I'm not one of those psychics that's going to predict a far out future here if presently you're in your way or there's something about you and your personality or your, maybe your weakness that's not allowing you to move forward in the way that you should be here. How can I tell you that you're going to have the job of your dreams or the relationship of your dreams if you can't get out of your own way? Or you're having these people, and I call them love and lightheads. The true love and lightheads I really mess with, but the ones that come in here and that want to victimize people or tell them, look, it's okay to, to, to feel the way that you feel, and you don't have to be as strong as everybody else. No, what you're doing is you're victimizing them. So that way that they can rely on you, and that's what ends up happening, is these people get involved with other people's lives, and that's how they stick them for money, or that's how they keep them on the hook, because they capitalize of, they capitalize off of off of them being a victim and hearing what they want to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I will tell people, I'm going to be straight up with you, love. I've ruined, or I've, I've, I would, I wouldn't say ruined because it's not my fault here, but I've been responsible for people breaking up and or getting divorces 
I'd say more over the over the pandemic and even this year than I've ever done in my entire career. Where I'm telling people, how can you sit there? Like you just said something, angel numbers, right? Do you believe in angel numbers? If I see, I had this woman tell me, oh, I keep seeing three, three, three. Three, three, threes are my angel numbers. 12, 12, 12, 11, 11, 11, blah, 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 blah. And she said, uh, so do you think that when I see three, 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 that that's a sign that, because that's my, that's my husband's angel numbers. That's what I see whenever I think of him. So do you think that my guides are telling me that I should stay in this relationship and that he's the one for me? And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I, this is what I will say straight up. I said, what the fuck did you just tell me 10 minutes ago? And she's like, about what? I said, 10 minutes ago, you told me that you couldn't even stand this motherfucker. That every time he walked in the room, yeah. <laughs> that, you just, that he, he infuriated you. And now you're telling me that based on some numbers, that that's a sign that you should stay in this relationship. I said, have you ever thought of it was the other way around? That this is what's holding you back and you just, you need to take care of the situation before it gets any worse and you waste any more time because you are settling. I like it's the same. It's the same sign, but flipped with a different perspective of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what these people, these these love and light heads will do is they will capitalize on that. No, no, no. I mean, how much do you love this person? Well, I thought I did. You still do. How How can you tell somebody you still do? Yeah. When it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's, it's manipulation. I will tell people, no, I don't care what any other psychic medium intuitive tells you. This is what it is. And you're telling me, think about this. I am not telling you anything that you don't already know. What makes it psychic is that we've never met before, but you are, I, I'm reading you to filth and telling you exactly what's going on here. You're stuck here because you don't see any other way out. So again, to answer your questions, they, to answer your question, it does have some of that stuff does have meaning to it. It does have value to it. It's the people that utilize. It's like driving a car. You can take care. I mean, you're either somebody that takes care of it or you just drive it into the ground. And I think these people, what they're doing is they're driving the metaphysical world into the ground and trying to make stuff that it's not. Yeah. Well, especially with social media these days and every, yeah, it just catches on like wildfire. I, I know at, towards the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that you can, f- you feel a lot of energy, but even the physical touch, you can absorb so many people's emotional, so much emotional weight and emotional energy from the people that you're around. How do you take it in, but then let it go without holding on to it within yourself? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I remember, funny, a Reiki healer had did some Reiki stuff on me at one of those one of those expos, and she had told me, "Oh my God," she said, "You have all these attachments. She's like, do you ever disconnect from your clients?" And I said, "I don't even know how to disconnect." I said, "What do you mean disconnect?" They were like, "You're just attached to too many different people. That's why you're probably not sleeping at night because you have all these connections there. You got it. You got to imagine yourself cutting all these cords between you and other people. So, like, if I, if you were a client, and I gave you a reading later on this evening. I'd say I want to disconnect from Candace. I, I learned what I needed to learn from her during her session because you will definitely teach me something that I need to see in my own session, and then I will thank the, my, the universe and be like, thank you for letting me see that there. Send her on her way and let me let me disconnect from her. So that's what I do as, as I do a mental disconnect from people every night before I go to bed, and then just kind of kind of hone in and ask my guides, show me what I missed by being too involved in the sessions here. What do I need? To, what did I need to come up for air from, or what did Candace say to me that maybe I didn't catch there? And I'll start replaying things in my head there and getting into my zone. That's how I disconnect, and then before you know it, I'm. A sleep. I love that so much. I I have a tough time kind of releasing myself from how someone else is feeling and just, just wanting to fix it, wanting to make it better and constantly just thinking about it, thinking and thinking and thinking instead of just being able to kind of 
say, okay, I can't, there's nothing else I can do from this moment. This is not what I can fix. And this is not what I can carry. And this is not what, what I can heal. I have to just, I can feel and empathize and sympathize, but I have to accept that. I don't know. Your ability, your your intuition there is because you are very, again, you're very perceptive. You 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 seem like a very good judge of character to me. Being able to kind of like, it's almost like a Virgo energy, but 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 not as intense as that to where you're able to spot the inadequacies or kind of call bullshit on things. And you just don't see the logic in some of the things that people do. Yeah, that's very, that is very accurate. I mean, is there anything else you feel that I should know from our conversation. I, I, again, I get so nervous with this stuff that I, I, uh, I, I, I know where some are just like, read me, tell me everything. And I'm always like, ah, it's okay. You don't have to, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't, it, you know, unless there's something there, but don't worry about it. I love that about you though. You should <laughs> honor that and not be afraid of it because you just don't let anybody in it, nor should you. But when it comes to you, I give you two years, my love, when it comes to your progression and your change there, I actually, I'm going to say that you're going to start feeling changes coming in on a personal level, starting, uh, uh, I'd say t- summer of this year, all the way up until next in 2024, I know it seems like it's forever here, but that's really going to be a year of progression for you. That's where you're going to look back and be like, oh my God, that crazy, like just like you said, that crazy pandemic, all this stuff going on here. But I feel like a, a huge part of you. And I wish the other girl, I wish Kayla was here to kind of like, to kind of sit here and, and, and let me know what she thinks about this too. But I feel like you are, your, your soul, your, your, I mean, your evolution, not the soulful one, but the, the mental and the emotional evolution is already starting to take place here. And I feel like with you, again, the hardest part sometimes is letting go and being present. I feel like with you that you're kind of two steps ahead of the game and that's what messes you up is that you kind of like, it's not that you're sitting there worried or, or anxious all the time about stuff here, but you're you're actually somebody that doesn't like to be caught off guard or have surprises. Does that make sense? Like diamonds in a shoebox, money in a shoebox, that's great. Surprise me all day with that stuff, but I hate being the last one to know. And yeah. I feel like with you... You have you that intuitive side of no one's going to say that you're going to become a psychic medium or do psychic work here, but that intuitive that intuitive side is really starting to open up your honor because you're going to start to see things happen in the world that you're just not going to be able to keep your mouth shut about, and that's what's going to jade you. That's what's going to take you to your next step is the injustice of what's going on here. I hope that resonates. I hope so too. I mean, yes, a lot of the things you said resonated for sure. It's a big year for you. It, again, like I said, this is something to where you, I, I don't know how else to say it here, but it, it's its kind of like, I feel i feel like in some way that you've kind of, whether it's a pandemic or your own your own emotional state here, had to take some downtime. But I feel like what's going to end up happening again is the mind is going to start to strengthen up here. You are somebody, the, the sign that I get from you is, uh, is uh, righteously emotional, righteous emotions where you have to almost get yourself a little bit irritated to, to, to take charge or to, or to yes. fire yourself up. <laughs> That's yes. you wait and see. By I'm gonna say by the by the by May of this year, I'm gonna say anywhere towards the 20s of May going into June, already around that time frame there is when you're really gonna start to feel that. Are you are you in the process of writing anything right now? To me, when someone says, Are you writing? It means am I sitting in my computer 10 hours a day writing? So did I free write the last two days? Yes. Am I is it different than what you normally been writing over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think some of the ideas that I've had have been different. Yes. I'm going to put this out there. And again, you tell me to shut my mouth or if this doesn't resonate here, stop holding yourself back because I feel like with you that you overthink it. And I feel like the only thing that's ever going to get in your way because you cannot tell me for the life of you, I don't, I will fight you on this, but I, I promise that you would ever allow somebody to come into your life and manipulate you or sit on your shoulders and tell you, you can't move. Candace, sit there. You're not going to get up until I tell you. 
you, that would never happen to you. And also, yeah. too, I don't see anything in your career that, that's going to come to a crashing halt here. I don't see any weird illnesses coming here and knocking you out immediately or, or being financially ruined. I don't see that. I think that you plan and you're very careful on what it is that you do. And I think that I, I feel, I feel not think, I feel like you should allow, I, I feel like you should allow yourself the opportunity to let go just a little bit further there and start really coming into yourself without overthinking it because it is time. I'm telling you, the next two years are going to be very progressive for you. It's going to, it's going to shift you in a different way. I don't know how to say that. I don't have anything negative here. Well, I will take all of that. And the time the your timeline that you're spitting out is is very very spot on considering that obviously we've never met. You don't really know anything about me or what is going on in my life. So it's just even some of the timeline stuff is just very it's very spot on. I'm not worried about you're the kind of person where I tell people uh, and this is what sets me apart from every every other psychic here. Yes, I love to make money. I want nothing more than to make money. But for somebody like you, and I'm going to be straight up here, if you were a client of mine, I would tell you, I don't want to read you until next year. But if you need guidance or insight along the way here, because what you're doing is your Candace is trying to find a process that is suitable for her. Because if it, she is uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, she will stop it and rethink of something else to do. So we got we got to find a process that works for you. So if you need guidance, you need a shoulder to lean on. You need someone to 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 turn up the fire under your ass a little bit harder. Hit me up. But that is all you need. I don't see anything. Let's be truthful here. What else is in your road of life that would prevent you from doing anything? Look who you are, and I'm going to capitalize off of that. The only thing that holds you back is your way of thinking sometimes, and I question whether or not how many people really know that because you play the game so well. Yeah. Well, thank you. And You're yes, welcome. that is. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I appreciate hope that. that. <laughs> it, yeah. No, it's like I appreciate it even hearing that. Yes, because everything that you're saying, even I know earlier I mentioned that it's hard for me to even really know how to take in the idea of um, of what happens next. And so that kind of ties into what you're saying is the fact that, yes, this is a transitional time and, and people, I think, do need to find their own process of how they can uh, build, kind of lay the, their foundation of their next, you know, in their life so that they can step up to the next I don't know. I know I'm just, I, it's, I'm taking it all in. I'm, I'm tongue-tied. I am twisting my words because uh, I'm just, I hear, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Can I manipulate you really fast? Please. Okay. So you told me that you're in therapy, right? And you're in your, all right, I'm going to put this out there and I do not shit on mental health. I am very much an advocate for it. I actually work hand in hand with a lot of mental health professionals. When I tell them, when I give, when I give them somebody a reading, that's five years worth of information. I'm telling them you need to go find a process. The next step for you is finding a psychologist or psychiatrist that can kind of help you along the way because you need more hands-on stuff. You and slap me if this is wrong. <laughs> I feel like with you, you got to be careful what who you go and talk to, because are you going to talk about what's going on with you? Or are you just simply there going to listen? Because I feel like the next phase and or the next phase and or chapter, the next step for Candace is to take action. I don't know how many more books you could read, how many more therapy sessions. They're already telling you the same thing here. The next step is for you to take action here. And I feel like with you that you can hold yourself back because, again, it's not that you worry so much about this, but you really, when I look inside your head, you're not just you're not just creating 
creative, but you're also very visual. So you play these scenarios out like almost like you're watching TV yes. inside your head sometimes. Does that make sense? And so when it comes to the therapy, I question people like you because I've seen this happen. And I always use the, I always use Virgos. And, and I, I know not every Virgo is the same, and I'm just I'm, I'm kind of generalizing, but I have to say this part here. When they when somebody like that ends up going to therapy, especially a female Virgo, they're kind of just going there. They already know what the, what's going to be said to them. They already know what they need to do here. They just like they're just like hearing that 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 validation or that confirmation of it's okay to be feeling the way that I'm feeling. You know that it's okay. Yeah. The next step is for you to take action and you will do that when you are ready. But I definitely feel like around that time frame is where you're going to really feel that itch to do it. You've got, you've got a good couple of years ahead of you here. And that's just, that, that is, that is the change coming in here, which is going to lead you to bigger and better. I just don't have, like I said, I, I think the hardest part for you sometimes is getting out of your own way or at least trusting in the process long enough to, to realize that you got this here. Because if I was reading you, I would ask <laughs> you, and this is what Love and Light had say, oh, you know, just <laughs> let the universe carry you. Let the current of life take you. That That's true. But let's, let me ask you this. If I told you to do that, and, and, and in Candace's river of life, if there was a bunch of boulders that were obstructing your way there, you cannot tell me for the life of you that you're going to look back and say, Chris, do I move out of the way or do I smash up against it? You're going to be like, oh, fuck. And you're going to move away from it. But yeah. you know what to do. I know. But I'm still stuck in the, do I move around it? Do I stay here? I don't know. Maybe do I do I anchor down? <laughs> Just You move around. <laughs> let, let me manipulate you one more time as this I, I don't get involved in political and i don't get involved in worldly type stuff because that's a whole other story here and you're going to start to see and this is a lot of people are going to see especially people that have similar energies to yours and eyes to yours and mine they are not going to be quiet for much longer do what works for you don't feel obligated to do anything that anybody else tells you to be doing that's where people go wrong here so again with you <laughs> I, I know i'm going to contradict myself here but again i just don't see anything negative standing in your way well thank you chris i really appreciate it thank you it's so lovely meeting you i wish we could be meeting in person obviously we will have to hang in la and uh, buy a legal joint Hit me up and I will give you all the legal joints that you need. <laughs> Perfect. It's so nice to meet you. Where can our listeners uh, follow you if they want to learn more about you? Um, obviously, I know you have a website as well and you're on social media. Yeah, my social media needs work, but I am at Psychic Chris M. There's only one at Psychic Chris M. Make sure it is me, the real me. I've been having a bunch of people imitate who I am, asking people for money. So I am at Psychic Chris M. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Feel free to book a reading at chrismedina.guide. You can sign up for a half hour session or an hour long session. I have to tell you people, I am not a clock watcher. My sessions usually last a lot longer than what they are. So if you're signing up for a 30 minute reading, it's anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, an hour, an hour to 10. I'm not a clock watcher. I want to make sure that I do you justice when it comes to your session because you are important. Well, Chris, thank you so much. I mean, I still feel like my foot is stuck in my mouth. Ah, I don't know why I get so nervous uh, talking with someone who has a gift. I always get like this. I, I feel like I start thinking that... It's kind of like I'm like I start thinking like, oh, is this like a magic trick? I can figure it out. I can figure out what they're doing. And then there's another part of me that says, you know, that feels very grounded when I'm in any sort of reading or session and 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 feels like it's something really something special happening, something that's very connected happening, something that is just like this quiet truth that I just hear very clearly 
I don't know, but I am rocked right now. I'm literally sitting here and I feel like, like there is a lot of energy buzzing within my body trying to figure out, um, how to digest all of that. I don't know if any of you guys feel that way for anyone that gets readings done or knows anyone in their life who's clairvoyant or psychic or who is a medium. Oh man, but we did it. We did it guys. We made it through. I also really appreciated what Chris had to say about, you know, really making sure that you understand, you know, why you're going to someone and and really taking in what they're telling you and making sure it's not just something that you want to hear. And and even how many times he said, now take this with a grain of salt because I'm not a doctor. Take this with a grain of salt. Because I think we usually go searching for guides when we're at a time where we're when we have a lot of questions in life and we're just really desperate for answers. And so it's easy to kind of find yourself drawn to people who are going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. And and sometimes that's not where the where the growth is. That's not when the roots get planted deeper and you grow up a little bit. Oh man, now I'm just now I'm just I'm tongue tied again. Now I'm just back in it because I'm 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 super tripped up. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did and and laughed a little bit at me if you needed to. Guys, have a wonderful week. Please take care of yourselves and we will have an all new episode of Directionally Challenged waiting for you next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with Acast.